Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Did we just naturally get our silence? Are we good now? We did naturally get our silence. That oh, was, I thought that's what we were doing. That was incredible. Guys, we are uh, starting to get to know each other's rhythms. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin'. <laughs> delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. I actually gotta go pee. You guys continue on. Me. Tremendous. <laughs> Jasmine? I'm... How's your bladder going? You know what? It's it's doing okay. I'm good. How about yours, Jake? Surprisingly okay. <laughs> if you were on our celebration trip, you'd know. And my name is Isaac. <laughs> I peed 20 really? minutes ago. Oh. oh. Okay, so the day is today, and we are going to sure talk today about a little film called Star Wars. And <laughs> before we get too deep into it, is there anything uh, we need to do at the top? We have to... We might have a review. Let's take a look. I don't know, but... Really? Did you, like... Use one of your burner accounts to put a review in there. Are you leading <laughs> no. the witness? Oh, we, okay, we read that one. That was from May, but uh, yeah. Well, the onus is on you, listeners. If you would like us to retroactively have Jake read a review at the top of the show today, <laughs> then please review our show because we are still stuck at 27. Whenever this episode may come out, we probably still will be stuck at 27, but we're trying hard for that celebration stuck podcast at 27, by the way. Help us get to Star Wars Celebration and get Actually, those media badges. Why did this we talk is- about this? Absolutely what we should have talked about last week, because who knows when this is coming out. Let's set this up. Guys, what's coming up in Chicago next year? Mm -hmm. Catherine the Bean. Wars. I I was going to say Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger. Oh, Oh, the movie, Chicago. Nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Jasmine? Star Wars Celebration. Okay. (laughs) What did I miss? We were going to set up. (laughs) Nothing. We were going to grovel to our listeners to help us get on the podcast stage. Please help us get on the podcast we need at least let help. us get media passes because I don't think I'll get to go unless yeah, I get we're uh, poor. Passes. Same Z's. Uh, we all so. have zero dollars and zero cents in our bank account. It's about to be really depressing if I'm the only one there from the <laughs> show and if I have to do a solo show. Solo. If we ah. get into the sh- like that, if we like do a show, I'll find a way to make it. Are happen. those mutually exclusive media passes and doing a podcast from celebration? That'd be amazing. That would be if funny. we got the approval to do a live show. <laughs> None of us could afford to go. <laughs> <laughs> that really put the balls in the court of if a celebration. Have, if we have like one extremely rich listener out there who just loves this so much, just give us all a bunch of money. Like I'm talking if you're a billionaire. I don't want you to put yourself out. If you were a four hundred dollars heir, <laughs> just throw like four hundred bucks to the show, we can put that up and it would help. It would get us all the way there, but it would help. Yep. Um, we're all gonna stay in the same bed. Yep. With like uh, Charlie's parents and Charlie Chocolate Factory. Yes. No grandparents. The buckets. <laughs> You know what you, yeah. <laughs> you know what you like learn that? trying to book a hotel room for celebration is that I'm pretty sure bots like buy all of them as they did the Jedi Master VIP tickets, mm-hmm. which were sold out at 106. You mean when they droids? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's a Star Wars joke, and that's why we're here to talk about Star Wars and joke about Star Wars. It's fun. So yeah, if you would like to help us get to celebration, tweet at, write your local congressman. Tweet at Kathleen Kennedy. But yeah, help us get to celebration. Help us. How can stay. people actually do that? Though? There's no way they can actually help no. us. No, I. Short of I, sending us money. I initially said this by like reviewing us or emailing yeah, us yeah, or talking true. about us, so we look a little bit more legit. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, that would be good. Once again, you kind of have to show your butt to no, once again the, apply, the application process of the celebration podcast stage. You have to write you have in to sit on a coffee machine. What your average number of <laughs> listeners in? You have to take down your pants. Photocopy your butt cheeks. And this is helping. Write the number in. of listeners like helping. in the butt crack. Of We're going to send them this episode. What if they're like, you know what? The episodes that they send us are good, but let's listen to one more <laughs> just to make sure. And they hear you talking about butts. <laughs> like, we cannot have this in front of children. Uh, Disney, we promise we will not show our butts if you let us on the podcast stage. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't, no promises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you keep us off. We will sabotage you with all of our butt cracks. <laughs> And, uh, this is our Buzzdroid feed episode. God Almighty! <laughs> <laughs> Do we, is there any really stupid? Is there any potty grooming we forgot in the episode we uh, did ten minutes ago that's going to come out three weeks in the future? I don't know. I don't Some, know. Somehow vocalize your fandom for the show because we have a pretty decent amount of listeners, but we only hear from eight time Rob. <laughs> no, and that's not a knock eight on eight time Rob, Rob for being the only one who opens his mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not a knock on eight time Rob. He's great. Yeah, eight time Rob. Shout out to Trando Shan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. This is helping. MJ, 
Who... That's gonna be our new catchphrase. This is helping. This is helping. <laughs> Every little bit helps. Jake. It's helping. <laughs> it's helping. <laughs> so listicles get the clicks. Uckles. <laughs> you beat me to it by one second. And to get those clicks, this is our. This is step one in our journey to really pimp ourselves out to the rest of the podcast world and to make ourselves apparent to gain listenership through not really content but the illusion of content. Do you know what the name of this has to be? It has to be whatever list we're doing, and that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite moments, and And that's that's a a good good thing. thing. Can we just name this like Millie Bobby Brown went to Starbucks and we are on the floor? (laughs) I don't get this reference. What does Millie Bobby Brown buy at Walmart, and that's a good thing? Yeah, it's... Hashtag The Last Jedi ruins Listicle, like BuzzFeed loves Millie Bobby Brown and things that she does. Tell us your three favorite things about your least favorite Star Wars movie, and we'll tell you what time you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Riley, your turn, your turn. <laughs> I can't beat that. That was too good. <laughs> so least favorite listicles. moment. As we as the second half of this episode, the second listicle will reveal itself. But the first listicle we will do today is You have to click to find out what the second listicle is. So first listicle up on the docket is favorite moment from least favorites from three least favorite Star Wars movies, and we, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna do just favorite moment from least favorite Star Wars movie. I don't remember who um tweeted it but it, it it was like in the wake of all this crazy negativity which happened now probably seven months ago depending on when we release this but celebration tickets have already sold out so your efforts were too late <laughs> uh, that's true but basically somebody tweeted out like what's your favorite thing about your least favorite star wars movie and basically i thought that'd be a fun thing to talk about on the show i was the only one that responded to the twitter thread so you don't know mine basically i stole <laughs> it from twitter and that's okay. a good thing <laughs> <laughs> Riley, I feel like yeah. your least favorite Star Wars movies make themselves apparent in day-to-day conversations. Yeah, I feel like so I can like predict the three. Uh, Idiot. Want to go one at a time? We'll go around the table three times? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do, like, start at bottom and we'll Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top. Make, like, My a good favorite. rapper Don't and start, start from the bottom. Start with someone else because I forgot to think about Jasmine? Favorite moment Darby from your you. least favorite Star Wars movie. Okay, so my least favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. Oh! Right, yeah, yeah. Surprise. Um... <laughs> I feel like I'm being cliche, but I think my favorite moment is just like the arena scene, like when it just first starts and just the arena scene. Like I don't, there's not much for me to say about Attack of the Clones. I don't. Is that kind of like, like the only scene you like in the whole movie? movie? Probably, honestly. Well, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite, my least favorite Star oh boy, Wars movie. We're going clockwise. This is new. D- don't we usually go clockwise. No. Sure. Okay. Well, I just thought of it. So my least favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith. Don't like it. I've made that abundantly clear on the podcast before. But I do enjoy a sequence from this movie. Uh I really enjoy Obi-Wan's hunt for General Grievous. That is a fun part of that movie. It's very fun. The whole the whole thing with him, you know, it's become a meme at this point, but hello there, General Kenobi. That whole thing is a lot of fun. Uh, Ewan is really knocking it out of the park. Out of the Ray Park. Out of the Ray Park for that whole movie. Do you think George Lucas would yell cut and go up to him and be like, hey, you weren't doing a good job. I want you to explain (laughs) what you just said and why. You (laughs) weren't doing a good job. You weren't doing a good job. It's really bad, Jake. Don't try too hard. The more you tear it apart, the worse it becomes. (laughs) What is this? The prequels? So, but that that whole scene, I enjoyed the little chase when he's on the the little lizard thing and Grievous yeah. is on his little wheel thing. Um, <laughs> it's cheesy, but I like the so uncivilized line. Yeah, it's good. Um, I like I like his little camaraderie with Cody. Followed by like five minutes later, Cody trying to kill him. Oh, I just yeah. that's a that's a that's a sequence from the movie I genuinely like. That was a neat detail for George to include that they would have known some clones by name at this point. Like, that was a cool idea, and yeah. that really, I mean, that had a ton to do with what the Clone Wars became. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. There's oh, we're my, going clockwise. It's my thing. I talked about Revenge of the Sith in a positive light. Good I'm job. proud of myself. <laughs> Me I too, wish my buddy. wife could have been here to hear it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't um, So, my least favorite Star Wars movie is Solo, a Star Wars oh, story. boy. Yeah. No. Now, I like the movie. I like all Star Wars. I like this one the least. My favorite moment is when Rio says, does she have sharp teeth? No. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite thing about the movie, actually, is the way it starts. I do love the opening, not crawl, but just text. That's very good. But the actual way it starts 
which is at black screen, you hear Han frantically doing something, and then you see the sparks light up the screen, and it happens a couple more times, and then it's like... like he's the spark of the rebellion. Him, no. <laughs> but no, like it's him hot-wiring this car, but to start the movie that way with like the sparks of the car lighting up the actual film, and then it transitions into that shot of just like his face and it's really like well shot and him like looking back nervously it's a really exciting way to start the movie and it's awesome and the whole scenes on Corellia they're all great now what makes all great content is having the same answer twice in a row and so sure it does I'll proceed from there and so my least favorite movie is Solo a Star Wars story Your least favorite movie of all time second only to Day After Tomorrow <laughs> my favorite Good. moment from Solo a Star Wars story is something that I'm going to reiterate from what we just talked about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, which we literally just also made a month ago. Great content. So whenever you may hear this for the first or second time, know that this isn't going to blow your mind or will blow your mind right now, but it won't a month from now. So my least favorite part, well, this, my least, my favorite <laughs> moment from Solo a Star Wars story, I'm going to have to say it's the, uh, the, the Sabacc game. Thinking about it more now, when we talked about it in the future in the, or in, in the days of future past, <laughs> I, I love the dynamic of that. I love how it was my favorite moment of Solo where something we've been hearing about for years finally gets put on screen. I love the way it was done. I love the way that those Falcon was won on the second card game and both card games are compelling. They're different in their own right and the way those two scenes play off of each other and finally getting to see Han get the Falcon is very satisfying the way they uh, portrayed that. So yeah, there's my... Favorite moment from my least favorite Star Wars movie. So, second favorite moment from your second least favorite Star Wars movie, Jasmine. Why am I pointing the book to I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to talk. You have this speaking book. Well, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you know, I am a little shocked because I thought I was going to feel bad putting Solo in my bottom three, but there's the bottom yeah, they one. Yeah, the bottom so one. I'm, bottom one. Yeah. Um. So, second least favorite Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith. I was going to say the same one as Riley. Oopsies. This is going to be a really boring episode, I guess. I'm, so I'm going to pick something else. I'm going to pick something okay. else. I'm going to say my second least favorite, my second favorite moment in my second least favorite Star Wars movie. I'm not holding you to that. You can go favorite from your second least favorite. I don't know. Um, it's probably going to be uh, Palpatine and Anakin's little moment where they're talking about Plagueis and mm. like just the sound editing and the music. The, uh, it, well, hey, it's just. I hope we have the rights to play that on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. It like draws my attention. This anytime if I'm watching that movie, I just stop and watch that scene in its entirety. It's just so like enthralling. I I love that scene. Like the um the scenery with the pretty little art thing going on mm. in the background, and like Palpatine's speech is just so like you're just like wondering the entire time. Like especially if you don't know that this guy is Sidious, and you mm. just look at it as this is Palpatine, and you're like, what is this psycho talking mm. about? Thinking about mm. what does he know? I just I love that scene. That's I like that scene a lot. McDermott is so good. That made me mm -hmm. happy just thinking about that scene. Ian McDermott scene. chewed each scene twenty five times before he swallowed, <laughs> and it's a good thing. <laughs> 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 the more we talk about Star Wars, the more I can feel my crippling depression melting away. <laughs> <laughs> All of our stories. Who gets the talking book? You get the talking book? Riley, take the talking book. Talking book. Okay, so my Who talks second book. You talk talks book. book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars makes a quite a leap from Revenge of the Sith to Attack the Clones for me, as far as least. You favorites. like it quite like, a bit better than I like it. I it's not it's like at the bottom of my list, but I don't feel like i hate i don't know why i hate revenge of the sith so much but i hate that movie yeah we so talked much. about it about four times now i still don't quite understand it i don't know i just i hate it so much so attack of the clones is not a good movie in my opinion but it has its moments more moments for me than than usual i was going to say the arena but jasmine already took that so you i'm can not to expound on it because i did I not can't expound on it see um no that's cowardly choose a new moment all right, I'll wow. choose a new moment, and when I choose this new moment, There's I will no say it. Moments. I will say it here in a minute in when five, I say this four, moment. Three. I honestly can't think of another moment. I know <laughs> oh. there's one in there, but I really love. What the, about Obi Wan and his mm. whole thing? Oh, you know what? That's good. I. You know what? I totally was forgetting the Django Obi Wan fight. Yeah. That's a mm. great fight. I was thinking. I know you like that part. Yeah, that part is really fun. You get to see. A side of Boba Fett that you never get to see in the other movies because he, as much as I love Boba Fett, he's kind of incompetent in the original trilogy and he's 
he's just he's just not there. He's he's a he's a suit of armor in the original trilogy, a really cool suit of armor, but that's all he is. So it was cool to see where he came from and the potential that Boba Fett has when looking at his his dad, looking at Jango and the way he just like he takes he takes Obi-Wan down. Like Obi-Wan survives, but that's all he does really. So that's quite impressive for someone to go toe to toe with one of the best Jedi general fighters that there is and and take him down. So that scene is a whole lot of fun. It's good. Time for <laughs> thank you for pushing the talking book to me, which of course is the official solo guide written by Pablo Hidalgo. Paul Recently, Hidalgo. Uh, back on Twitter, Pablo Hidalgo. Pal- he, off at, off at he left Twitter because of similar reasons. The recent unpleasantness? <laughs> the recent unpleasantness, buddy, let me tell you, it's been longer than recent. <laughs> Palbro Hidalgo. Can I give my top one favorite Isaac moments? Because it's that. <laughs> Anytime that happens, it's great. Now it's time for drama. I know we already listed our favorites, but we've it's been a long time. My oh. second least favorite Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi. Whoa. I know. What? Solo Return of the Jedi. Okay. I'm trying to think if that's how it was. Yeah, now we're doing least favorites. When yeah. we did like worst, it was a very different list. Worst I didn't have yeah. from worst to first and from last to fast. <laughs> I didn't have Jedi that low when we yeah. did it before. What do you call Last Jedi now? You call it last? You, you call Jedi... We're doing the Jedi. Jedi. I was talking I about this with my Jedi. brother and sister yeah. a couple of days ago. Actually, like it's we we kind of use we yeah we use the numbers for the old ones and like the acronym or like the shorthand for the new ones like TLJ Rogue One TFA and Solo. I just take the. But you the also out of like it. for the prequels, you definitely say episodes one, two, and three. Yeah, you can't say rots in <laughs> AOTC. And rots TPM. and tupum. 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 I just take the out and I just call them Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, so yes, second. Return of the Jedi, I mean, it's a great movie, but it's one that, for some reason, is always really drags once they get to the Ewok village, and I feel like the pacing just stops dead. It's, it's kind of like Phantom Menace when they get to the Senate. Driving your butt crack Senate. on my heart. <laughs> when they get to the Senate, and it's like all the momentum is like, eh, no, we're going to sit and yeah. have some conversations for a while before the movie can continue. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard to deny that the throne room stuff is like the best stuff in all of Star Wars. The final confrontation, and we have, uh, since my wife was last on the show, we watched Return of the Jedi, which she had never seen before. Last on the show, first in your heart. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you said it, because yeah. I was thinking it. <laughs> um, it, it, it she, like, cried. She cried at the end of the movie, like, Aww. seeing, like, it was watching all the movies, her having never seen it before, like, she obviously knew that Luke Skywalker didn't like die or anything like that, but it was hugely impactful that final moment between Luke and Vader. Like it made me see it with fresh eyes and mm. it was so tense. Like seeing somebody who'd never seen it before, like on the edge of their seat, like, <gasps> what's gonna happen? Really made me appreciate how good that throwing room stuff is. And Luke throwing his light walker away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is uh the best. My favorite moment for my second least favorite Star Wars movie. And oh, this is just now done this yet. <laughs> so my second least favorite, you know, Star what I mean, Wars movie that you've bought is Rogue One, which is interesting that, oh, that like interesting. organically, wow. like the two sto- wow. standalones wow. I had to get my have found their way at the bottom of my list. I, I can't explain it, but I kind of had like a little Riley syndrome last time I watched Rogue One, and I hated myself after I watched Rogue One. <laughs> gotta get that last time at. I watched. Is that it. what you're gonna call it when your wife gets pregnant? Is little Riley syndrome? Little Riley syndrome. <laughs> She's got little Riley syndrome. <laughs> Is, is his middle name going to be Danger? Uh, my second ooh. least favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. And my favorite moment from that movie, I'm going to give like you two. Rogue opinion. I feel like, <laughs> buddy. We didn't ask for two. Put Return of the Jedi. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Please just say it. <laughs> say it. Um, I'll give audio you a, Dan just like a group photo, I'll give you a silly one and a serious one. Thank you. Great. Um, great solo. One, but not That's really silly. Solo. I always just thought it was cool. Like, I know it was controversial when the movie came out, the hopping between planets, but for whatever reason, I liked it. Like, it was the first, like, big in-your-face, well, I guess aside from the prologue when they're in lieu of a crawl, but it was like the second big thing to be like, hey, the rules are different now. We're going to label the planet from planet to planet. And I specifically always enjoyed um, Michael Giacchino's choice to have like that whatever 
Oh. Yeah, the round. Mm-hmm. And we get to go to Jeddah for two seconds and we get to see Saul's game and they all look really neat. Saul Guerrero? You saw Yeah, it's, and then you had to see that that was like from the, one of the payoffs from the trailer, the old Jedi statue that was laying on the ground. Oh, yeah. man. Love that, like the, the whole like implied story behind that, like Star Wars is known for. But my favorite like emotional moment of that movie is the end. And that's like another place where the soundtrack really made itself stand out from like the saga movies where you have like Michael Giacchino really leans into his style and you have like the little montage of the Star Destroyer uh, breaking through the shield and you have Jen and Cassian going down the elevator just that whole like silent three minutes with just like the the swelling soft music that gets me every time and it makes the little tear ducts in my eyes quack (laughs) quacking of the tear ducts for more discussion oh. of Michael Chikino's music, tune into Lost and Found every day every <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Dumb question. Did he score every episode? Yep. Oh, good for him. For six seasons. And, and a, a movie. movie. <laughs> oh, you. Jasmine. The band. Third yes. least favorite Star Wars movie. Favorite moment from that third least favorite Star Wars movie. Hmm. You know, I don't know what my third favorite. Third least, least favorite's favorite. tough. Yeah. I'm because you're getting I'm into really like. struggling over here. Because I feel like I don't know if it's Phantom Menace or Solo yet. That's like what I'm struggling with. Yeah, right they're now. very close. Go Phantom Menace because we've talked about Solo. Yeah, a lot. I'll go Phantom Menace. I think. And I didn't even. Yeah, think Yeah, tell about the girl it. what her opinion is. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I gotta remember this movie real quick. Phantom Menace. Yeah, I don't remember 1999. this movie. 1999. Color. Do you want me to read you the opening crawl? Because yes, <laughs> I feel like all my favorite moments are cliche. Because I, if I think about it. My favorite's got to be the like ending fight with Qui Gon Maul and Obi Wan because it's that's fine. It's just so good. It's good. The music is great, and when the music cuts out, it's great, and it's just like I feel like it's one of the most emotional moments in Star Wars, and Ewan McGregor does so good in those last few minutes. I love that moment so much. Even I, if the rest of the movie is just like a snoresville to me. <laughs> well, I'm going to ignore that, but I'm going <laughs> to I want to kind of uh, applaud you and give you a high five cool. and thumbs up. I I hate that it's become a meme to say the overly emotionless choreographed fights of the prequels because to me that Darth Maul fight is one of the most like intense lightsaber fights. To be fair, fights. I think it is the best one in the prequels. And it is the I most emotional, I think. I would agree. And it gives me chills every time the raw emotion of Ewan McGregor starting to jump and like hype himself when up he, before yeah, he's exactly. like let out of that weird laser mm-hmm. window chamber and just like jumping like you do when you're about to like run a lap or something. It's amazing. Can we, I, I feel like we've uh, never really, can we do top five least favorite opinions that you hear about Star Wars? <laughs> I would love that as our oh, man. Uh, future listicle. Let's do that instead of Before Riley, you give your next, I want to hear you uh, kind of unpack your hot take on not liking Duel of the Fates, because I feel like we've never really oh, yeah. dwelled oh, on this. Well, and I've heard you say it, it, and it enough. hurts my feelings every time. I think it's totally fine. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a great song. You I, think it's, it's overplayed like, because you listen to Star Wars Pandora and hear it over time. No, it's just, it is, it is... It is the song that Star Wars is known for. It is the prequel song. Yeah, it yeah. is like besides besides oh, Duel of the Fates, the Imperial yeah, March. Besides like mm. the Imperial March or the main theme, Luke's theme, it's just like it is the song that is Star Wars. And I well, it kind of it's like I'm, it is fair. Maybe it's like the lightsaber song. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do a lightsaber fight, like hey, someone play a Star Wars song. Like it's this that, is appropriate. It's that one. Yeah, and it's just I feel like it's just I don't think it's a bad song. You just think there's better songs. I think there's better songs. And I think there's better songs in The Phantom Menace. There are, like, Anakin's theme from The Phantom Menace is uh, maybe uh, one of my favorite Star Wars songs at, like, ever. It is so good. I'm with you so much. So it's just a shame to me that out of that movie, which had so much great music. So much a Star Wars story. So much a great music. (laughs) 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 It's the one that, uh, made it out of that and it, it, it i don't hate it it's just i don't think it's great overhyped what's overhyped. your third least favorite star wars boy i've been struggling this whole time that jasmine was talking because my brain is telling me i should say the phantom menace and my heart is telling me that it might be solo and like Man, i really the table over here i really like solo a lot I feel like we need to clarify that we all love Star Wars. We all love Star Wars. Have we haven't checked in Talked in a about while. that as the host. Okay. I feel obligated okay. to kind of reset. Yeah. Please, let's, please, let's go through. Like let's go counterclockwise. Episodes. Jake, okay. opinion on Star Wars. It's good. 
Riley? I love it. Jasmine? It's great. I can cur? Iconography. Good. Iconography of Star Wars <laughs> is something I love about Star Wars. No, I know Isaac said this recently enough, but like, even when we say it's our least favorite things in Star Wars, it's still Star Wars, yeah. and we all love Star Wars, so that least favorite doesn't really mean a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, by the way, like I would still enjoy watching Solo more than most other films that exist. Right. Yeah. You know what? Right. I, I, I compared it to this a few days ago, was Solo for me is that one piece of Papa John's pizza that has like the air bubble in the crust, <laughs> and like you're going to wait to see if your friend takes it before you, but you're still going to eat it if it's the last piece and you're still hungry. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm the guy that, I'll give me an air bubble in my pizza crust. I like it. And you see, that's what makes great about Star Wars, because some people love the air bubble, some don't. <laughs> should we start, and this is a serious question, should we do an episode that is us talking only about pizza but we talk about it in the same way that we talk about star wars as oh, we always sounds... compare star wars to pizza <laughs> that sounds torturous we'll never get those media passes <laughs> oh. i want to uh so i think i'm gonna go with solo phantom menace has the nostalgia of 19 years of my life that i've been watching that movie so it's just you know well, uh, hey, but 20 years next year what do you think about that guys? yeah that's weird some people haven't even been alive 20 years that's weird 20 years of what since phantom menace came out come out that is weird does not make any sense no it nope. doesn't that means that i am getting to an age that i don't care to contemplate so what i'm going to talk about with solo because i've talked a lot about things i liked in solo but one thing i never mentioned was the soundtrack to solo which is not really a moment but it is all of the moments <laughs> I think that is, I think the solo soundtrack, I've listened to it several times, and I think I like it more than the Rogue One soundtrack. Mm. I'm not sure it's ever going to surpass any John Williams Star Wars movies, because those are, they're just something, he's on a different level than anyone else who will ever do music for Star Wars. But John Powell and and Williams put some themes in there for Powell to use at yeah, several points Han in the solo movie. Yeah, theme, which is a ripoff of the Rito Island theme. <laughs> yes. But it is just, it's... It's a really great score, and it does different things with Star Wars than has ever been done before, Star Wars music, and it's got a love theme, which I love. It's a really good love the theme. The love theme in Solo is so good, and I'm am I I'm not going to say it's better than Han and Leia's, but I will say it's better than Anakin and Padme's, which is another theme I really like, but I the one in Solo... Is just so good. Marauders arrived. Let me tell you something. Also, oh, Marauders arrived. Also, hey, my stuff. excitement has arrived, and it's here to get yeah. down. It's a, it's an excellent it's something at Walmart. And it's the soundtrack to Solo. <laughs> it's an excellent soundtrack, and that's a good thing. <laughs> so there's my final one. I'm with you on that one. We should plug. Uh, I don't know who made it on YouTube, but somebody mm. made a uh, like a. Mm. It's a kind of a famous video now where Obi Wan, when he's telling somebody, made a montage of Obi Wan telling Luke about his father. But they cut in footage from the prequels to the fight that they had, and it's really emotional. And they, you know, put in like music from the leftovers, which is really emotional. <laughs> and so, somebody that same guy did the same thing with Solo. It might not be the same person, but they did a similar thing yeah. where Han's like, "What do you think? A guy like me and a guy like her?" And looks like, "No, a guy like me and a guy like her." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> what he said. Oh, I'm just quoting the dialogue from the movie. <laughs> And Fair. Luke's like, you don't care about anybody but yourself. And it cuts to Han thinking about Kira in that yeah, moment. And, and the music boy, comes in. It's good. It's good. It's when Star Wars is good, it makes everything good. Because Han gives a weird look there in a new hope. He does. He really kind of and, and they dwell on that look in yeah. this cut that they made. There's yeah. something about a new hope where there's like so many faces that the actors make that just allowed storytelling in other places. Mm -hmm. Like it's I don't know how you capture that magic twice. Yeah, it's crazy. Jacob, if I'm being true to myself, and, and I love Rogue One, but uh, Rogue One's the movie that I probably watch the least. Probably just because, other than Sith, it's probably the heaviest of the Star Wars movies in terms of when you watch a movie and know everyone's going to die at the end and you're <laughs> probably going to cry. Yeah. It's not like, you yeah, don't just let's pop that one on. Yeah. I, like my wife was just like threw Rogue One on the other day when she was like cleaning and I came home and Rogue One was playing. I was like, what are you doing to me in my life? <laughs> just having this movie on in the background. I'm watching. My friends blow up and die. <laughs> um, so that's only because it takes a lot out of me, which says something about the movie being great. I would say my favorite thing about Rogue One, it's I'm going to try to not choose Battle of Scarif because it's cliche it's and it's obvious. Perhaps the greatest action sequence ever directed in the history of Star Wars, which may have been directed by Tony Gilroy. It may not have been. It's hard to say. According to him, he directed all of Star Wars and he's the greatest writer of all time. <laughs> but... I'm glad we put this beef over two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> this Tony Gilroy beef. All the beef. All the time. Here, I'm talking. 
I'm going to say my favorite moment of the movie is probably uh, the little battle that happens on Jeddah. Everything that happens on Jeddah is great, but I love the moment where Jin saves the crying girl. I like how she saves like the child that's crying, and she does awesome things with her gun and shoots all of the guys. Like and then stick. she and then she turns around and shoots what appears to be K two SO, and it's that makes me. There's not a lot of things in Star Wars that make me laugh every time, but. The, just the way it's edited of her shooting K2SO, him falling down, and then the actual K2SO <laughs> coming around the corner. Yeah. That's brilliant. I, I love that moment every time. Good bones. Um, <laughs> never said that one before. Good <laughs> bones. That's a new one. I um, say it a lot. <laughs> my third least favorite Star Wars movie, and ex- pardon, pardon the heat of this comment, is Star Wars A New Hope. And <gasps> well, that's uh-huh. hot. That is hot. What? Please turn up the air conditioning my... in your apartment right now. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Preceded only by my trench run take is the fact that this movie as a whole is my third least favorite Star Wars movie. Wow. Yikes. Wow. It's always been my, as a child, my third favorite Star Wars movie was A New Hope. And once all the prequels came out, I'd still always rather watch the prequels than A New Hope. And now nothing's changed since then, except for, I guess, Solo and Rogue One. Like, so as the episodic <laughs> movies, yeah. it's always going to be at wow. the bottom, which... Surprises even me, but I was gonna say so. There's there's a lot to choose from in a New Hope as far as favorite moments go. Mm-hmm. W- wouldn't you know? I'm gonna give you two again because it's a good movie. I'd say. I'll tell You're you the what, host. Who are we to stop you? What I like about a New Hope is that I've said this before. This is like way back when we first started. We were going through the movies, but to me, a New Hope always felt it absolutely felt like the oldest Star Wars movie because there was some sort of advancement in like audio technology at some point or even video technology that made like Empire and Jedi just seem newer than A New Hope. So it still kind of felt of its time. But what I did like appreciate about Star Wars being of its time was it really took its time, especially in the first act, where it didn't mind just kind of like kind of lingering on a scene. And I've always enjoyed when R2 is um, going through Tatooine by himself, like right before the, the Jawas like zap him. I always kind of liked how that sequence kind of really took its time you don't see that in movies today especially like big budget blockbuster movies like a droid who doesn't speak english just going by himself in a blank desert and it's it's lit really well of the way it's lit it just always it was was really satisfying and i i like watching that it's like a little blast from the past i like it and my other favorite moment just in terms of like how it connects the rest of star wars is Luke in uh, Obi-Wan's hut. I've always mm-hmm. loved that with the context of the rest of the saga that always has a great payoff. And like we were talking about earlier, the face Obi-Wan makes when Luke asks about his father, that kind of like Obi-Wan like winds up and now we have the backstory and we know Obi-Wan's probably been rehearsing this story for mm. 19 years now. He knew he would one day have to tell Luke Skywalker about his father. And so this is like showtime. And so seeing that payoff, Always love it. He's is that preparing the, to lie for his whole life? There. Is that the luckiest acting choice that's ever been made? <laughs> yeah, because, really. Yeah, like Empire kind of wouldn't work as much if he was just like, "Well, I'll tell you the story right now." No yeah. problem. Like if if there wasn't any hesitation on his part, it would feel like retconning. Yeah. But instead, you're like, "Oh, that's why he made that look," which even though it wasn't, it wasn't. The, yeah, it wasn't the reason, oh, but it works. It's almost as if he knew. He's like, "I'm gonna make I'm gonna make George Lucas's life a lot easier by doing this right now." <laughs> It's interesting. Have you been listening to the soundtrack show lately? Because yeah. David Collins has been talking a lot about how to us, when we watch A New Hope now, it seems very slowly paced and it takes its time. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was like, it was crazy how fast that movie That's moved. what like all filmmakers talk about who are inspired by that movie. Yeah, it's, it's like, so fast-paced. Like, it seems so fast-paced back then, but then like, it's just funny to us now. Compared, watch any other movie from Compared to The Force Awakens, like mm-hmm. it, A New Hope is just... So slow, but it's just funny because I agree with you. It does feel very slow, but it's just that's just our generation is used to so much quicker. And ironically enough, my I've said this before, too. My favorite part of A New Hope is the first act, which really takes its time. Yeah. Like, I really like the leisurely pace where it does kind of like 
where it not, becomes not my favorite Star Wars movie is when it, it once get, they get to Alderaan, it yeah, all kind of the Death Star goes, stuff goes, like goes. does seem kind of like snappy. Yeah, like it's kind of like a Chuck Wendig novel. <laughs> sure, yeah. fingers, and you snap your finger in the library, and Amelia knows you're talking about. She shows you the aftermath section of the library. Yeah, the hashtag, should really shorten that that sequence to about five words. See if we can hashtag. We down. actually like Chuck Wendig, and he can call fans whatever he wants because he's cool. Dot com. So now that we've done that, the second listicle will now reveal itself. Second listicle, would you please walk in? I want to do what we didn't plan on doing, but I kind of like this idea. What's your least favorite opinion that you hear about Star Wars? Oh, I don't know. That's a, oh, man. I, that feels like a good one. Any me. opinion it's my dad my... says. <laughs> <laughs> Any opinion that anybody else has but me. Leave that in. Uh, I don't will your dad hear you say that? Oh, she doesn't care. I don't yeah, care. what's she he gonna do? Me. What's he gonna do? Like, you're not my daughter anymore. I tell him he's wrong all the time. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, boy, that's t- that's tough in this climate. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have said this would have been way different. You know, Let's four say, years ago. Like filmmaking wise, like let's yeah. say other than like obviously. Star Wars is things that are like right Ray is a Mary Sue yeah. and like anything that is coming Racially from a charged. place of how do I take down Disney pre Disney complaints about Star Wars or at the very least nothing that's we can immediately dismiss with well people who suck say that you know what I mean yeah. like and I'm not saying that if you like if you don't like the Last Jedi you suck I'm just I'm you just know what kind you, of comments I'm, I'm just talking saying if about. you were the one who one of the ones who constantly harassed actors like Kelly Marie Yeah, Tran. if you're saying there's too much diversity and yeah, things like that, that's then trash. we don't need to make that the thing that we're talking Cause about. Because that's what I would pick is all those things. I don't want to keep that right the time of day and yeah. humor it even a little bit. So other than those obviously ridiculous ones, what's your least favorite Star Wars cliche opinion that you hear? Can I condemn myself with one? Yes. Sure. Um... Legends was bad, and I say it all the time. <laughs> that was one of my options. It's yeah, kind of like one of those I, things where, like, hey, I can say that because it's my wife. Exactly. Yeah, I can insult my own family members, but I legally can't. married. I did. Legends. I did marry the entire. I've been trying not to years. talk. I've been trying not to talk about it, but um, and I also don't like to be in association with people who want to bring back legends because I don't want to bring back legends. Isn't because, that the worst feeling in the world? Yeah, it is. It, it's it's a shame because I love the direction that Star Wars is going in now. Must be I like love someone who like dislikes Last Jedi for genuine reasons and isn't a racist. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what it's like? Is I I like the DC movies, but every DC fan that I've ever seen on Twitter is the worst person in the entire <laughs> exactly. world. And I can yeah. like, I just like the movies, but I don't yeah. want to be like you. Exactly. Yeah. So I I rag on Legends being bad all the time, but there's a lot of good stuff in Legends too. And I oh, yeah. and I have been reading more Legends stuff lately, and so I'm at I'm at partially to blame because i've said it too but i i'm kind of tired of that opinion of and it's usually in response to these people who are idiots who want to bring back legends people go well legends sucked anyway yep yeah parts of it did but also i kind of i don't understand the things that they're doing but i understand missing legends because it was actually good in a lot of that would have involved that would involve having a nuanced discussion yes and And they would rather just be like i want it back or i want it or nothing or i'm going to kill you that's all they want i will say that there is certainly an attitude even for people who you know aren't in this really abusive train of like hate speech of blanket statements to just immediately like discredit any opinion that is the yeah. opposite of their own. And that's kind of unfortunate because yeah. saying things like that or just like, no, like Disney's awesome and all the new Star Wars movies are great. <laughs> and how dare you say anything the opposite yeah. of that? It's like, no, no, like opinions are good. It's good yeah. for people to disagree and to talk about things, you know, or, or engage with that people who have a different belief than yourself. Neither side wants to engage, really. They just want it to be, this is the worst, these people shouldn't be doing this, or this is the best, you, they should do whatever they want. It's like, almost like having a unique opinion, like, is informed by you having a unique life experience, which other people might enrich in their lives by knowing about your life. <laughs> Not interested. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, that's kind of a symptom of just the world at large to get into a really heady subject, which is just people can not engage with things that challenge their belief system. Like everybody just exists in a bubble now. Like if you want, like thanks to Twitter, you can just surround yourself by people who only reinforce the same exact things that you think and feel. 
And considering most people on Twitter kind of suck, you can immediately dismiss any other yeah. opinion as this is terrible and these people are terrible. I, I think we need to clarify that we're not saying that you should listen to the people who say that Rose shouldn't be in the movie or that you shouldn't have worked. <laughs> like, we're not saying no, you need to no, listen no, no, to both no. sides. Like there's, but, like, there's no real benefit in engaging with somebody who's like, there's too many women in Star Wars now. It's, that's, a, it's a shame reasonable people can't discuss differences in Star Wars because yeah. if you try and take bring back Legends people's sides... You're, you don't You're, want to be lumped in with those people because they are people who are ridiculous. And that, that's that. why, like I, like I have a lot of feelings about the movie, like Batman v Superman. But I don't engage with it at all on Twitter anymore because, like, yeah. I know the kind of people that talk about that movie, and I don't want to be associated exactly. with those guys. And that's also with me and like Rose in the Last Jedi, where like she was one of my least favorite parts of the Last Jedi. But I can never say that in public. Because no, yeah. then people will investigate me to find out just how sexist and racist I actually am. <laughs> right, because... and it's a lot. <laughs> I, well, so they should clearly. not investigate. <laughs> Jake, you brought this up. What's your thoughts on your no. least favorite complaint of Star Wars? Ah, I probably sheep's go ba. Jake has opinions. I just died a lot. Jeez. Not a little bit inside. I died almost completely inside when you said that. Uh I wish I would have thought of an opinion before, before I you suggested <laughs> that we talk about this. I guess the thing is the need to uh like apologize for the prequels anytime that you talk about them if you like them <laughs> like i like the prequels and i grew up with them and they are just part of star wars for me and the fact that i have to say that annoys me every time like any like the, and, i know there's flaws but i love them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i know that people um and i guess i would extend that to the sequel trilogy too because the same exact thing is happening where even though Unlike the prequels, critics really like the sequels too. There's this fan side of things, which is like, no, these suck. And if you like them, you suck. And they have flaws. You have to admit it. You must. So anytime you see people talk about The Last Jedi, it's like, yeah, The Last Jedi has flaws, but blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're allowed to think that it doesn't have flaws, by the way. Like, if, if you do, that's fine. But I feel like now everybody has to be like, you know, I know the Phantom Menace has flaws, but I really like it. It meant a lot to me as a kid. It's like, you don't have to apologize for liking the Phantom Menace anymore. It came out 20 years You're ago. scratching my belly right now. You're welcome. Thank you. Can I just call out Jasmine real quick? Oh, no. Who 30 minutes ago in our Discord said, I don't know, Legends were bad, but it was all we had. <laughs> Jasmine. They were bad. No, you didn't know that when you said your opinion. No, I didn't. I just now checked the astounding. I was That's waiting funny. for you to see that later. I just checked it right it. now. So I guess that's my least favorite thing is how, I was feeling like you need to apologize for some opinion you have about a fake movie. You're you're right because like I, I do see like all over the place. That's like the thing now. Whenever a new movie comes out, you like part of the process of deciding how you feel about the movie is like while it wasn't a perfect movie. I mean, there's definitely uh. parts of it I loved. Or like I love the movie. It had its flaws. Like you always have to couch it by telling people like, now I understand film. Like and I'm really good at interpreting film and reviewing film. And I'm good at liking movies too. Yeah, did you all just way. do this for so long? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, I do feel that it has its flaws, and I like it. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. I, what I feel is, if you unabashedly like something, don't feel like you have to apologize for it. But I, I, do, I won't apologize for Solo. Yeah, I do abashedly like Solo. Like, yeah. I do have problems with it, but ultimately I think it's pretty That gets good. into a deeper thing of, like, what are flaws and what are things that just didn't click with you? Because people, when I think of movie flaws, I think of, like, Space Mutiny from Mystery Science Theater, <laughs> where, like, a character that died in a previous scene was in the next scene, like, on a computer. Yeah, that's, like, That's what I think flaw. of when I think of movie flaws. Well, CinemaSins has ruined the concept of what a flaw in a movie right. is, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, people think it is, yeah. It's, and, and that's kind of the, the problem is now there's a culture of trying to outsmart movies movies and be the first person in your circle <laughs> of internet friends to be like did you notice this plot hole or this inconsistency and oh, if somebody notices a thing that might be a flaw you then have to latch onto it and amplify it and it just creates it's called an echo chamber for a reason because when some when a group of people overwhelmingly like something and you don't you have to be louder to be heard and if somebody overwhelmingly doesn't like something you have to be louder to be heard over them so then opinions on the last Jedi is like it's the greatest movie ever, or it's the worst thing that ever happened to humanity, and I need to harass people so they die. It's nobody, when probably your actual reaction was, I didn't like that, or I really liked that, not I need to murder people now. I think it was the best movie ever made. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it did have its flaws, and that's a good thing. It's, it, it is funny. That it's too bad we live in a world 
where it is like, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I wish we did not live anywhere. And it's a good thing. <laughs> and we were dead. Um, but that we live in a thank you. We live in a world where earnestly liking something is basically viewed as a weakness. I don't like tossing around the word toxic masculinity, but toxic. I think I will. Hey, I love throwing seems, it around. I'm, ca- I'm ready to catch it right He's here. got two catchers. He caught it. Just cheating. But that, that's, that's like a side effect of it, where if you like something, like, what are you, a girl? Like, it's it's like yeah. seen as a weakness to, yeah. to be like, you know what? I really like this thing. Like, I think you just articulated why I hate Red Letter Media, because they're very careful about not portraying their worldview too much, even though they're very much like, uh, all the you know, politics around this movie. Like, you know, like right. they don't want to portray their worldview, but they don't like anything too much, but they'll hate anything as much as they want. Like, even if they think they love something, they have to, they have to act have like a completely detached yeah. cynical attitude towards it, which I think kind of goes to what you're saying, which is there is this attitude of like, if you like something too much, that's kind of like dumb, you're like kind of like a dumb idiot. And that's unfortunate. Have you watched Lin- Lindsay Ellis's apology to, um, to the, the author writer of, of Twilight, Great. yeah, of Twilight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's or Twilight, yeah. yeah, that's really good. It's very that very opened good. my eyes in a lot of ways. Also, yeah. uh, can you explain it quickly? Okay, so she goes through um, the Twilight love that happened because there were a lot of girls, mostly, that were obsessed with Twilight for a while when the books and the movies. Stephanie came out. Meyer, Stephanie Meyer, that's, that's her name. right. Yeah, I think uh, the video is it's by Lindsay Ellis on YouTube. And the watch all called, of her like, videos. Watch ever. all of her videos, but this one is an open apology to Stephanie Meyer or something like that. And so she goes through the movies. They're not great movies. They don't have amazing plots or anything like that, but they're just kind of goofy popcorn movies when you break it down. And and who cares if a bunch of teenage girls really liked and them? Who ca- and, and the reason she thinks those movies, because she was part of it, she said. She was part of the Twilight hate when the movies came out yeah. and everything. And she says she thinks part of the reason those movies got so much hate is because they are B-movies that made it big that are directed towards girls. You don't see that sort of hate when you get like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for boys. Yeah. That's not a good movie. It perpetuates a lot of stereotypical toxic masculinity and there's no such thing as like a transformers guy like all the dumb teenage boys who like transformers don't get some label and harassed by people right and and those movies don't get as much hate and vitriol as twilight did and she posits that maybe it's because those are bad movies that are that are for 13 year old girls bad movies for 13 year old boys don't get that much hatred towards them even if they're not good movies like the transformer movies so it's go watch that video. She articulates it a thousand times better than I did, but I don't remember why I brought it up. But I think it had something to do with what Isaac said. Oh, it's a- <laughs> thanks. He <laughs> was talking about the Rex Steiner story. He was talking about like toxic masculinity. Yeah, okay. And the need to apologize for liking things. That's what it is. Things yes. like that. Yeah. So she she felt bad for having to couch back then that she also thought Twilight was bad when it's just like. Twilight's no worse than the Transformer movies, but for some reason, when it's something directed towards girls, you don't have to apologize, or you you do have to apologize more than something directed and towards boys. It's such a I would Reverse imagine what has I to be <laughs> such an exhausting dance in your life if you are one of those people who feels the need to like you have to measure how much you're going to admit to liking something. Like I don't know, just like it's being more genuine in your opinion, or like changing your your thought process to like be more accepting of of something rather than once again like the the modern strategy of like i'm gonna tear this apart and i'm gonna search for the bad things in it and i might give it some some check marks in these places but i'm gonna make sure that people know what was wrong with this because this was not a perfect movie i liked it but it had its flaws i don't want anybody to call me stupid so they have to know that i know that there are things are bad about it it's hipster culture man yeah. hipsters. Is being over hipsters hipster now? I think so. Oh, man. Cold beans. Am I a hipster? Te- I think I'm technically a hipster. So, so I'm the one to go now. I'm the last one to talk about huh. the tired the opinion. The Isaac. The opinion I'm most tired of in Star Wars. I don't think Jasmine ever said yeah, anything. Yeah, I haven't, actually. Your least favorite? Yeah, yeah, we haven't oh, gotten okay. full. But circle. Isaac, go ahead yes. with yours, and then she'll it's be about, It's about to come full She'll circle. be last. My one is... Jake kind of hit on, like, the, the prequels a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start broad and get, and get narrow. My broad like thing I'm tired of 
is Brads. people's opinion on Star Wars kind of like oh, he's broad, second best Star Wars. a lot of hey. time they come down to more talking points than actual analysis and I feel like that that comes out a lot in people's opinions of the prequels when like you ask them what'd you think of it like man Jar Jar is dumb George was too involved there was too much CGI like these blanket statements which however true they may be well, I've made them. I've, I'm just pointing. I've made. At them. least you've explained them more <laughs> than just like writing on a Facebook comment. There was too much CGI. Send. <laughs> so more specifically, my least favorite of those probably it kind of comes down to the success of a Star Wars movie was inversely proportionate to George's involvement with them, and it kind of comes down to because I even heard I forget which podcast I was listening to recently it had nothing to do with Star Wars. But probably they, ours then. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But they were they brought up Attack of the Clones, and this guy on the podcast was talking about like yeah Attack of the Clones like I liked it because there was like it was only one George had a, a screenwriter partner for and he's like and you 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 can tell in that movie every time something good happened like something good happened in the dialogue you know it was the other guy this is Attack of the do Clones? you remember when we looked up what that guy did and it was like Nothing. movies from the 1960s yeah. and like episodes of like full house and stuff it like, wasn't that. he had like was, six credits yeah but they yeah, were this, all like cr- like crummy shows yeah, from the early yeah. but this guy on the the show was talking about how it's how obvious it is to him that every bad moment was george's doing every good moment was the <laughs> yeah. other guy's doing and i find that happens a lot like once you just like with, with even back to a new hope like, it's every good moment, like, well, you can tell George kind of laid his hands off at that point. You know, like, Empire is only so good because George had the least involvement with it. The prequels were only bad because George had his hands on every single thing. The thing is, people like to talk like they were there during the production of these movies. And we only have... There in 1978. We have a very vague idea of how movie productions go. We see what has... What we've been allowed to see. But... We know that George was never... What we do know is George was not the best PR guy. And so, like, he was kind of bumbling in terms of how he presented himself. And so that did him no favors. And so we don't really know the true George. I mean, we kind of get a... Like with anybody that you don't know intimately, you get a version of them. And that's, like, why they talk about the dangers of social media. Because you get a version of people, but you don't know the real them. And so that's always a very tired talking point to me. Because, like, it kind of grates on my nerves how people will speak about the like the movies that George did like they were there like they know exactly like to the nano millimeter how much involvement George had if there's anything i've learned from 2018 is that you can trust men's personas that they put out there for the public and they've never done anything yep. wrong in private yeah that's exactly what i've learned implicitly <laughs> trust you. men at all costs even ones like morgan freeman yikes right Bummer. yikes if they are old and had a modicum of power. If they had, or like, if they su- had not enough, if power. they had success in the seventies and eighties, they were probably they were bad. creepy, at least a couple of times. Except Alan Arkin. Apparently, Alan Arkin called Morgan Freeman out a couple times and stopped him from doing stuff. He's like, wait till hey, Alan Arkin's arrested next week. I know. Jasmine, what opinion tires you? You know, I feel like my opinion is not as serious and a lot sillier than all. I love it. That sounds like a great way, way to, to end. end on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good, Please talk for nine hours, though, because oh, we no. talked for 18. Yeah, it's really a silly thing, and I feel like I heard it more when I was younger, but I still see it in, like, Reddit posts and stuff all over the internet, is that when people judge the quality of a Star Wars movie by the lightsaber battles in them. Mm. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've seen this a lot, and with people growing up, they, like the first thing they would always comment about was, oh, well, the lightsaber battle—it sucked. A new, a new hope is it. boring because you have yeah, Obi-Wan there's and like Darth no, Vader. there's no lightsaber that, battle, there's yeah. no fights in it. That's like, more of like the childhood fight you'd have, yeah. For but sure. I still see it on Reddit all the time, I and I assume these people, you know, they've grown up. I do grown up a little bit, and right because I see it about like Force Awakens. I yeah, saw Force Awakens mainly was the was the big one. Everybody loved the last. Jedi I haven't heard ones. that about the last Jedi because you really can't come. I have heard that. There were no actual lightsaber fights. Yeah. I've heard the complaint that for in one second of continuity, if you slow down and zoom in, you can see one That's true. CGI error they made about that one guy's funny. hand or something. Wow. Which uh, he's oh, holding, proof. he's holding two. Like is proof. Yeah. That is the worst movie ever I made. I just think it's funny. Crappling County and Ruin Johnson. But, yeah, I just think that's just like the silliest and most infuriating thing when people bring that up. 
because people still bring it up. And mm. I'm just like, really? Did you not watch the entire rest of the movie? Because the rest of the movie was really good, and Star Wars is not determined by the quality of its lightsaber fights. The end. Yeah. That's I'm a, with you. That's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's I did not know, because that was a young person opinion mm-hmm. that I did hold, because that's... I was, that was like another yeah. reason my like why New Hope was always down the list for me when I was eight was yeah. Like, yeah. still now apparently. Like, <laughs> hey, for I never, different reasons, I've never professed it growing up. <laughs> I think in it's because many ways I'm eight years old. <laughs> I think Lean for in. a lot of people, lightsabers were kind of a thing that made Star Wars. Yeah. Like they, people still complain about that. If there's not a lightsaber in Star Wars, it's not Star Wars. They still just like they had to have a. A little bit of a lightsaber in Solo. They couldn't not yeah. have just, I, they just had to one scene of just him igniting ignite his lightsaber for no reason. I yep. do have to. I mean, once again, like as a child, yes, absolutely, and even still, mm-hmm. like lightsaber, the iconography of that is just the best. But what, what's so good about the new movies is that they really do save them for the like climactic moments. Like I remember being in the theater when Finn ignites that lightsaber. I like had chills through mm-hmm. my entire body, yeah, that was and I was good. like, oh my. God, this is I forgot what how good like a lightsaber battle is. Yeah. In that scene in The Last Jedi, in The Last Jedi Jesus is just Christ and a pop. Like I'm not oh. trying to say they're bad or they're not a part of what no. Star- makes Star Wars no, I know. fun and enjoyable. But it's like judging but... a pizza only on its pepperoni. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> when you could get a different topping. And I'm a I'm an all, all cheese man, which is why New Hope's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I like lightsaber fights. That's yeah. all I have to yeah. add to this. But I no, think they make wait. movies better, and if they don't have as good a one, then they're worse. <laughs> no, I'm just, just, like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I just I'm didn't with really you. feel like... That does feel like an extra juvenile thing to say, and yeah. it's right. shocking that you still see it so much yeah. like on the internet. Yeah. It's like weird that people are being juvenile on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why am I so... Do you know what I think the most like depressing growing up moment in my life was? Was I, I know When for you realize long... that NFL professional players are now younger than you are. <laughs> That, get you. that well, was it for me. Now it's that. Now that's the moment. Just now that you said that. Now I, I have reached it. I was about it, to but... say, like now seeing like college athletes, and I specifically thinking to myself, "Wow, you look young." Considering me and LeBron are about the same age, <laughs> that's weird. Yikes! I remember thinking Greg Oden was like forty, and he was like my age, and that was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that's that's surprising. Um, what yeah. else ruined your? Opened your eyes, ruined your eyes. Oh, I why do you reset the question? Because I forgot what I was even saying. What, what ruined my eyes? eyes? Well, that was just I was born with astigmatism. Um, but <laughs> I uh, like it's the thing. Like I always assumed when I would see YouTube comments and dumb comments online, they were like kids. I I was always like, oh, those are just like twelve year old idiots. And then like when I got on Facebook, which was actually later in life than most people were, and that I was like probably a senior when I got Facebook. And then you see it's like your uncle making this post or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's adults Sometimes who are people, middle-aged yeah. to old who don't know how to spell. So they sound like children, but it's definitely adults making all they're, these childish they're, they're. comments. <laughs> yeah. People who have jobs and yeah, supposedly contribute to society. I think, the, oh my God, I, I'm sorry. I was about to say, what if you had like the, the infrared to go on the public and see who is see their posts <laughs> you can like scan them and you can see like what their last comment on youtube was yeah. and if they made one at all that's probably not great that's a fun game how let's, many let's start last have comment you on youtube on youtube in the last six months i probably said like that was great i did just post <laughs> a comment on youtube and i said it was omg i can't believe this is an hour and a half long i'm so excited it was for a documentary about Bethesda <laughs> that I just watched. <laughs> you goober. I know. Um, what, like H-Bomber guy or something? No, no clip. It, was, it just came out this week before E3. I work with um, the kind of person that I hate, and it's increasingly... I, I'm rude Am to... I allowed to keep this in? Because yep. you say he listened. There's okay. no way he listens to it anymore. Okay. He must know that I, I don't like him anymore. Like, he must understand that I am super rude to him. Because he... I can't... He just is the absolute embodiment of all the bad things that we've been talking about. He would say all those things. He absolutely believed that Disney ruined Star Wars and that Kathleen Kennedy is terrible and that there's too many women too much forced and there's diversity. forced diversity and that Force Awakens Last Jedi don't even feel like Star Wars and Solo's the only one that does and he is the loudest, most shoutingest person I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, can I tell you something too? Oh, no. So... He's completely clueless about the kind of person that he is. Like, I understand that I'm talking too much right now, but I'm just doing it anyway. But he, <laughs> like, he, like, plays, like, Dungeons and Dragons with friends. 
and he talked about um like dude so like last weekend the uh he talked exactly like jimmy mack by the way which is amazing <laughs> and he talked about how he's mentioned this before i think because I, I know i mentioned this to you that he thinks that he is the fun guy in this group of friends. He oh, no. is the real reason why his RPG times are fun. Because he doesn't play by the rules. And he goes off and does his own thing. And doesn't play with the team. And tries to make things crazy. Which, of course, everyone That's loves playing with a person player. like that. Uh. So he said, dude, this, this weekend, my like the GM killed me off in the game. Good. It turns out that he was planning on doing it. And I was just sitting there like, uh-huh. You don't mm-hmm. realize why. Yep. And he was like, because, you know, I wasn't going along with his, like, little thing. And it turns out he planned on doing it. And, and it's like, pfft, chokes on him. Because everybody, like, all my friends are just there because of me. Like, I'm the one who makes the game fun. And I bring the life and spark to the game. So oh. now that I'm gone, they're just going to follow me wherever I go. And I'm like, you are the worst kind of human self-awareness. being. Wow. I just wish self-awareness on people like that. Just one day I want them to wake up and realize. And like, oh, no, this is the kind of person I am. Yeah. And he has grandchildren. So that's just important to know. Oh, that he has I was probably. I was picturing someone your age. Nope. He's okay. in his 50s. This whole oh, no. past year, I was picturing someone Ooh. your age. He's the f- procreated? Yep. This Holy. show has been long over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts, questions, concerns? Don't be a James. Don't be and a James. If you're jerk. listening to this, talk to me after work. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't listen to the show. Okay. Nothing. Nothing? I like Star Wars. Boy, Star oh Wars boy. is good. I like Star Wars. All right. Guys, and well, Jack, and, and I mean Isaac doesn't. He didn't say he likes yeah. Star Wars. I won't cop to anything. <laughs> My Fifth Amendment right. So always a good sign when people use that. <laughs> Talking Constitution. So once again, help us get to celebration. Help us. <laughs> this will really help this episode. This is this is gonna help. This is help us help. so much because it's only through you that we can be who we were meant to be. We can fulfill our destiny as the podcasters to rule the other podcasters. This will help. With a fist of iron and a heart of gold, I might mind you. And the medal of a champion. So if you would <laughs> like to interact with us, please go to your favorite podcast or don't do that. Just listen to a podcast app on our podcasts. God, please end it. End all, me. Of, all the words, if you, I spit them out and you can rearrange them. It's a do-it-yourself podcast. That's really easy to do. <laughs> that sounds insulting, but I don't, I don't, don't know exactly how. Google.com, put Twitter, <laughs> Follow put us. Twitter into the search bar, search, hit the hyperlink, go to Twitter, search Graham Off Talking, interact with us, email us, GrahamOffTalkin at gmail.com, or our Twitter handles, you know them by now. This has been Welcome to Delicately Curated Longform Discussion of the Internationally Beloved Star Wars Saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts. Riley. Hi, guy. I hardly know a guy. <laughs> Jasmine. And that's a good thing. Jake. <laughs> Lindsay Ellis. Hey. <laughs> I will always be your Isaac. Bye. That was really bad, guys. That was really bad. <laughs> that was super fun. So <laughs> good, good, and don't bother doing another take of that. <laughs> I was taking a shower uh, yesterday. On. I took one today too, but I also took one yesterday, and I was looking at my shampoo. <laughs> Didn't know where that was going. And <laughs> my shampoo has an ingredient called pyrithian zinc and i think that would be a good star wars name <laughs> that's a really good star wars name yeah. pyrithian zinc so next time we play the rpg i'm gonna have a character named pyrithian zinc kind of don't care for star wars that much <laughs> well i got that on tape because <gasps> i am recording on tape now i've switched Live on tape it's the fastest hour in podcast which and that's sex a good of the thing. city opening credits star are you <laughs> Opening credits star. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if like a pilot of a new show started and they just introduce a cast that's not on the show at all? <laughs> Too many cooks. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Rest in Papa Anthony Bourdain. Rest no. in Tom Papa, bad comedians. No. <laughs> <laughs>
glad somebody got it. <laughs> we couldn't pad out an hour that way, so we're going to milk it for all it's worth. Like that thing that milk... Milky Bobby Brown. The, the... <laughs> oh my God. Is that the name of the cow that Luke milked? That was, was, yes. And, and what does that cow buy at Walmart? Your mom? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I'm saying. Droids? <laughs> okay. Can we do a third listicle, which is what does Boba Fett buy? Yes, we can. And that's a great thing. <laughs> and then we can explain the what that means. We've, we've been saying from like episode zero. We should explain. This was that. your idea. Explain the conceit of this first listicle. Explain it. Conceit. Oh, I saw somebody tweet it. And I thought it was a good idea. We should steal it for the show. <laughs> Where all great content comes from, other people. But if you're listening, we love you. We all looked at Jasmine like she had something to say. Like she nope, grabbed just, her hair and went. Tss. Nope. <laughs> just like, like that, listener. Like she was deflating her head, or like it was like the teapot, <laughs> and she. Where you go like, <gasps> like that old joke from middle school. Pardon. And what did you buy there at, at Walmart? Continue. <laughs> Jake, the the, con, the the floor was yours. Oh yeah. What are the words done with L Y? What? What? <laughs> It's not worth saying again. Use your words. Nope. This one's so going to be so bad to edit. I'm going to send this one to Jasmine. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, Okay, is that it? You're the host, weirdo. Well, I was letting I don't the know. woman I hate, talk. I hate going not first. Interested. Why do you make me go first Because I didn't want to go first. Because ladies first, am I right? Because the man didn't want to go first. So True, I didn't. the woman go first. That's sexist. What does Isaac say when you ask him where Padme's from? Boo? Now, boo? <laughs> okay. How topical. And it felt good. Yikes. And we're back. Daddy again. Jake. Uh, um, more or less <laughs> like... Daddy. I'll, I'll... <laughs> I heard Daddy Dake has a secret kid no one's talking about. So, you guys don't probably remember, we. but it was you. definitely we. That night, I remember Wii it. You, Clipper, yeah, my favorite video game console. <laughs> I just mean like we, you. Oh, <laughs> but also I was playing a pun. Yeah, great. playing a pun. Playing a pun this week on CBS. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good thing. Keep going. <laughs> and that's a good thing. <laughs>